0: Hey everyone, I'm Brent Squires.
1: And I'm Lauren Jabeau, telling stories of the famous and not so famous youth workers. The ideas they had, the ministries they built, and the bumps in the road along the way.
0: You're listening to how They Do That.
1: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 26 of How'd They Do That Podcast. Brent and I are excited about this podcast because we've been talking to people all around the country who are doing great things in and around student ministry, and we would love to share those interviews with you.
0: And we would love, love, love for you to check out our webpage at htdt.org. And to follow us on Instagram at HTDT Podcast.
1: And help us spread the word by forwarding this episode to someone in ministry who you think could use some ministry inspiration
0: and encouragement. And once again, we want to recognize the Youth Ministry Podcast Network. HTDT has officially partnered with the network uh, to bring you great content from many podcasts, uh, with the goal of encouraging and equipping youth ministry workers as they point students toward Jesus.
1: Yeah, and we want to encourage you to check out some of the other awesome podcasts that are featured on the Youth Ministry Podcast Network, such as Controlled Chaos, Multi-Multi, Why We Stayed, the Fringe Youth Worker Podcast, and Youth Ministry United.
0: Yes, and on today's episode, we're interviewing Christopher Taffy Tafala. Taffy, as he's known, is the worship director for junior high and high school ministry at Saddleback Church and uh, all of its regional campuses. Um, He's been pastoring students at Saddleback for over 15 years, and he has an amazing knowledge of how to help students maximize their leadership in the area of worship. If there's somebody that knows what they're doing in the realm of student ministry worship, Taffy is the person. So we sat down with Taffy to ask how they do that.
1: But first, let's do a youth ministry shout out. Every episode, we do a youth ministry shout out, highlighting a youth worker who is doing awesome things in student ministry. And today's shout out goes to the one and only my little brother, Daniel Maxim. Daniel is the student ministry director at one of our campuses, Bay Area Community Church Odington, which is right near Annapolis, Maryland. He's a graduate of Coastal Carolina University and recently completed his master's at Liberty. Way to go, Daniel. Welcome to the podcast, Taffy. How are you doing?
2: Good morning. I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys?
1: Good. Where are you calling us from? Where it's morning?
2: Um, Southern California, Orange County.
1: Awesome. Nice. That nice. sounds wonderful. Um, for those listening, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your personal background, and then we'll get more into your work background a little bit later in the episode.
2: Uh, my name is Taffy. My real name is uh, Christopher to follow. Um, I graduated from Liberty University in 98. I'm old hey. and oh, wow. Asian. Hey, I'm um,
0: 92. 92 me.
2: Oh, nice. Nice. I'm even older. <laughs> <laughs> I am married to a hot Swiss lady and we have three kids, and um, been here at Saddleback Church for almost 20 years now.
1: Oh, wow. Awesome.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So, tell us a little bit more about your journey towards leading worship in particular and then at Saddleback. So, did you just wake up one day for, after you graduated from Liberty and dove right into leading worship? Like, what was that journey?
2: Here's the funny thing I'm, when people ask me, I'm not really a worship guy as much as I am more first a youth pastor. Okay. Um, okay. Well, after I graduated from Liberty, I went back home to my church in Florida and kind of got burned there just a little bit and so i felt like uh what do i do now it's kind of on this Mm -hmm. road of do i want to keep doing ministry do i not want to do ministry anymore but i knew god had called me to do youth ministry and some of my friends were like why don't you intern again and i'm like what come on man i'm 25 i got my degree i know what i'm doing so i was like did you, did uh,
0: you do student men at liberty
2: yes i i i did youth ministry at liberty awesome Okay. and uh so then I applied to all these big churches to intern. I was like, okay, maybe I just need to swallow my pride and kind of go for it. And I applied to all these big churches, and Saddleback was the only one that responded. And so, Wow. Uh, and that was kind of the one I wanted because I felt like the South approached ministry the same. It was old school, knock on doors, invite them to church kind of deal. Right. Mm-hmm. And Saddleback was so different. Um. And so applied for four or five days later, literally, I get a, a phone call, and I'm like, and it's like, hey, my name's Greg Fair from Saddleback Church, and I'm the new interns, or pastor of interns for our student ministries. And I saw your application or your letter, and I'm like really interested to see if you want to do this. I'm like, yeah. And so I went through the whole process, and it was like, this is crazy to me. I'm going to go to Saddleback to intern. And the internship was one of those where you have to raise money all, and for like two years. It wasn't like just a summer. It wasn't just like a year. And, but it was a two-year internship. So the idea for the two-year internship was the first year was they invest in you, the next year you invest back. And in the middle of the two-year internship, they would always tell us, remember, we're not going to hire you afterwards. We want to just develop you and send you out. And I was like, okay, cool. Great, great, great. And I was trying to learn everything that I could. And um, because I'm an early person, um, our services on Sunday morning, we had three services at Saddleback. And the first one, children's had um, a, a program, but then... Junior high didn't have one until the next two services, which I would have to be at as an intern. But as an early as an early bird, I went to the children's just to observe and learn more. And in the middle of it, I, <clears throat> sorry, I saw that the band in there didn't have a drummer, and I I really didn't know what I was doing. I just like, hey, do you guys need a drummer? I can drum. And they're like, sure. I was like, can they're like, can you play? I was like, I was like, no, not really. I can play one beat. I can play it fast and slow. <laughs> And they're like, okay, let's see. Like, it's
0: children's ministry. <laughs> it's
2: children, yeah, who cares? And so I'm like, I started playing, and they're like, yeah, good enough. So I went on stage, started playing drum them. So just so I could hang out in there and just do something as well and just participate. And after all of those guys who were leading in that ministry kind of left, and they're like, Taff, the person who was in charge, was like, hey, we hear that you can sing. I was like, yeah, I can sing a little bit and play a little guitar. Like, well, can you do this until we find someone to fill in? I was like, sure. But then in the process, in this first year of my internship, when I was going to the children's ministry just for fun, um, there there's only like five kids in the crowd and then me leading. And and then I found this junior high drummer. I'm like, hey, you want to come play drums with me <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning? And, and he's like, yeah, sure. So he starts playing drums and he's like, I have a brother who can sing. I'm like, cool, bring him along. And then all these other kids that I met through junior high, I was like, hey, you play instruments? Met this family, this other family. And literally for like six months, I had this band of 15 kids playing every... Um Sunday morning, and there were still only five kids in the crowd every week and um <laughs> but in my mind, because I was just like twenty five I was like, well, I'm just doing youth ministry. I love hanging out with them, and so that's what we do, and then we go to regular junior high services um at the right. nine thirty-five and eleven thirty service and so um after a while, there was a moment on the weekend in our junior high when I was interning um because I was interning for Kurt Johnston. Um, I was interning, and the people who would usually lead the weekend services couldn't make it. And they're like, well, who's going to lead? They all looked at me in this meeting. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and they're like, well, can you lead this weekend? We just need you to fill in because both Alice and Joe can't be here. I'm like, well, sure. But I said, there's just one thing. I don't know how to work the bands that you work, Joe, because he had like an adult band for every service. And there were three services, right. one Saturday, two, and Sunday morning. And um, I was like, oh, okay sure. But can I use this band that I've been playing with on Sunday mornings at eight o'clock? And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, I'm an early person. I go to children's ministry and hang out. I was trying to learn just a little bit more to just to do life development as a whole. And they're like, sure, we'll just have a special weekend and all this. I'm like, great. So we played that the next weekend. I used the band that I've been playing with and they totally killed it. And everybody I thought loved it. And I think they did. In the moment, I was just thinking, I think everyone liked it. No one really said much. They said, good job. And that was it. But then Tuesday comes and Kurt calls me into his office and I think, oh man, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> it was horrible. I know. I was like, well, did, did somebody break something? What happened? And all of a sudden he's like, I don't know why we don't do that every weekend. And in my oh, mind, I'm wow. like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, have students lead all the time. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And so he's like, why don't you run with it? I'm like, okay. I don't know what that meant at the time because there was really no student band right. ministries anywhere.
0: And you so- always give the jobs you don't want to do to the intern. That's that's how you yeah. got that. <laughs>
2: yeah. And so uh, they, get, they said, just run with it. So I ran with it the next year in my internship. And then when I was done, they're like, well, you've developed all this and do you want to get paid for it? Do junior high and now start also doing high school. And I'm like, sure. I'd love to get paid. (laughs) sounds um, like a win. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I I never thought I'd be doing this. But as long as I'm doing youth ministry, I didn't care what I was doing. So I was like, okay, I'll just be here for five years and then maybe go do my own youth ministry somewhere else. And then just end up loving it and just kept trying new stuff, developing new stuff for students in music. And um, 20 years later, I'm still here. So. And I love it. That's
1: amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Well, Brent and I actually got to hear um Taffy's band Cluster of Students when we were at a leadership conference um out in Granger, Indiana. And we were blown away. We knew we had to have Taffy on the podcast because they were so good. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about like the official start of Cluster of Students and um kind of how you developed it from the beginning?
2: Yeah, it was just I I would just I didn't know what to do. I from the very beginning, I was just like, well, I guess. I just asked, big church, what do you guys do? Hold an audition. So I would do an audition. First time we had like, I had that band already set. And so they were helping me kind of set the roots of everything. And then my first audition was like five keyboardists and two more vocalists. And so we just kept having auditions every three or four months. And then um, after like five or six years, I, I got tired of whenever I would go do children's ministry or help at a church, it'd always be like, this is Saddleback Church. It was Taffy and the band. And so <laughs> I hated that. And so I was like, all right, kids, come up with a name. No one came up with a name, but even in that day, like in 07, 08, um, I was also overseeing like the Pix Ministry drama and dance and music. But after a while, all the ministries kind of just took that on. and And so at that time, it was actually, we called it Cluster. It was a cluster of all the all the ministries right. I was in charge of. And then kind of, they all faded away, but we kind of just kept the name. It's kind of a corny name, but we've kept it because we're like, well, we can't change it now. It's too late.
0: <laughs> yeah, now it works.
2: Yeah, it, it works. Tell, then, so.
0: uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the good, bad and ugly of developing teams. Cause that's such a huge part of ministry in general. I mean, there's, you could be a rock star and go out there and like do it all yourself, but really successful people in ministry develop teams. So you've, you've obviously done that and that's how you've stayed around. It's like, you, um, you know, you, you took on the work yourself, but what stuck out in Kurt's mind or others at Saddleback was, you know, you put together this team and that's obviously highly valued at good churches. So good, bad, and ugly about developing teams, in particular teams of students.
2: Um, the good part, I I'd always kept in mind that it's not about the music, but it's about the students. And if right. you just love the students first, they'll do anything for you. I mean, kids know during practices, okay. I mean, in this weird way, the, the practices are tough. I mean, I come from a, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be a baseball coach. And so okay. <laughs> I approach it in a way in like a coach would. So they know during practice, I'm pretty hard in a good way, encouraging as best as possible. But if I'm, I'm honest about, dude, that note was wrong. You're singing flat, you're doing something wrong. Um, but they know as soon as practice is over, hey, let's go to my house. We're going to have chicken and rice. Because I'm Asian, so we eat chicken and rice. <laughs> so um, that's why. So they just know. So that's the good in it. Is you know, you have to be honest with students, and at the same time, you have to remember they're not professional musicians. And so, but you still right. want to push them yeah. and let them understand what they get to do. They are preaching God's word through music. They are creating moments and memories for their friends and wherever they're leading. And
0: so, okay. So that so that's the good.
2: yeah oh the bad bad
0: the
2: bad is because because of social media and tv everyone has this idea that it's like american idol and we're performing right and so that's where the ugliness can sometimes come in because kids have that mentality already of oh this is what we need we need to perform and unfortunately when you get parents who are also um stage parents that can also get ugly too oh, because yeah. they think yes. <laughs> and i'm just like hey we're gonna, hey, come, I know we're gonna we. come back to that <laughs> yeah. no that's totally fine but you know stage parents especially if they're tone deaf that makes it even worse because they think they're their child <laughs> god's gift to everything and i'm like no 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 we're not gonna do that and so that's the kind of the ugly part of part of it and right. yeah the harder part and the ugly is i didn't know what to do with students if i if i didn't um Take them in the band.
1: Yeah, that's really hard. Now,
2: that was the hard part, and so I, I finally go, "Oh, this is how we can make them try out or discover this journey." Was I would give them free lessons or find someone who'd give them like a lesson a month for free just to get them going a little bit be. more. Yeah. Instead of that's saying, build
0: hey. up your tech team." <laughs>
2: yeah. Instead of saying, hey, in six months, try, try and audition again," but they didn't learn anything to get yeah. to improve. And so, um, same with choir with vocals. I didn't know what to do with vocals. And so, actually, we just started a choir instead. So that way they had practice every week instead of just.
0: Just say, so you, so your voice is so good. We want you to go back and do lighting.
2: Yes. Well, some, I, the funny thing is, before auditions, I will say, hey, some vocals are made to lead in worship and it's easy to follow. Some vocals are for like soloing. So, like if you're singing, right. some people will sing, See, here I am to worship. Some will sing, here I am. You can't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell. Our kids, here's the thing, some um, – you have to – it's it's like it's like working out. You have to work at it, and there's some kids who work at it, and yeah. they get better, yeah. and they finally get there. And there's some kids, well, I was telling them, your parents are tone deaf, and so we're happy for you, and <laughs> keep plugging along.
0: Yeah, sometimes yeah. I watch American Idol, and um, I think that contestant must have no friends because no, no one stopped them from trying out, <laughs> like, yeah. and they clearly should have.
2: <laughs> and i and I tell my my some of my interns and my staff I'm like, "Hey, we have to be honest with kids now. I'd rather tell them now that they're not good than be an adult and be like thinking that they're something yeah. bad.
1: Right.
2: so in this weird way, you know crush' them now, it'll go
1: away'll <laughs> get over it. Yeah. No, that's really good. I like how you develop, you know, singers. You don't just send them away to come back. But what are some other tips for developing singers and musicians and your production folks, both in their like gifting, but also as student leaders?
2: Um, can I give you my strategy? And I think they'll answer a lot of things because if, yeah, that you sounds the, great. if you hear the strategy behind it, it's it's not just musicians coming in. Um, so here's two two things that I really hone in when, um, when it comes to COS, the first thing is we do, we create worship pastors and not worship leaders. Whenever I ask, um, our students, who's the greatest worship leader right now? Um, they'll, they'll say Phil Wickham or Hillsong or, um, Chris Tomlin or, um, whoever. And I'll say, you know who I think the greatest worship leader is right now? I will say Sean Mendes. I will say um, Ellen DeGeneres, I'll say um, uh, Muse and they're like, wait a minute, they don't love Jesus, yeah they don't but they're still leading worship whether it's to them or a product that they want you to worship Right? And like, oh, I want you to be worship pastors, Bible shows us how God is this incredible shepherd watching over his flock, well he's also entrusted us to be the shepherd to watch over our flock Worship pastoring is not just singing on stage performing, but it's also before and after when you're in school, you are shepherding your friends to get to know Christ through the music that you sing and play and encourage with. And um, so that's what we're doing. Um, One prime example that I make all our students do in pastoring over the weekend and, and, and as leadership is you do not sit on the side of the stage and then you walk on stage to play music. I need for you to meet and greet people to shake their hands and say hello to them because there's a lot of people who walk into our churches who are scared, especially students who are walking in and they're by themselves and they sit down by themselves. But if you go up to them and say, hello, it might be a weird conversation, but you know what, when you walk on stage and you start singing, their walls might not be broken down completely, but they'll see you and they'll look over their wall to look at you and go, Oh, that person took time to meet and greet. And so that's that's why that's the pastoring part that, it's more than just singing on stage, but it's also leading on stage. But also, I want you to yeah, have the same charity, yeah, same yeah. character, same integrity when you're um, off stage. That I hope that just you, just when you're on stage, and if you're lifting up your hand and worshiping the Lord, I hope you do the same thing when you're off stage because that means you're the same person. I don't want to really consistent,
1: integrity. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, the second thing that that has helped in our strategy for. COS and just our congregation as a whole, is creating what we call triggers and memories. So Brent and Lauren, if I ask you right now, just do this if you can, it may sound weird, but just start clapping your hands right now. Just start clapping your hands. Okay, stop. But what if I ask it like this? Everybody clap your hands. Exactly. You guys were on, we know. you were right on for that trigger. Well, the idea is we want to create triggers and memories in each year. Um, so instead of playing the newest songs or different songs all the time, mm-hmm. um, in my mind, in my Asianness, I took what 12 months looks like, what 12 months are, or yeah, 12 mm-hmm. months in a year, and I would take one month. And in one month, there's four weeks. And in those four weeks, we play an average of four songs a week. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. And so in those four weeks, each of those weeks has a different set of songs, which would in, which would be about 16 songs. Mm-hmm. So instead of, um, we just pick 16 songs for the year, and that's it.
1: And do they change every year? Or are they the after same a after a year?
2: So okay. here's what we do. Every month, week one, song one, two, three, and four is the exact same week for every month. Week two is song five, six, seven, eight. For every month okay. for does that does that make sense yeah, it, does. Yeah. it actually
1: blew my mind when i read on your website that you only do 20
2: songs because yeah. i think
1: the the thought is that we need to change it every single week all year
2: long yeah because when you think about it, then if you take a whole year and you play that same song once a month you really only play it 12 times but yeah. the reality is you don't because of holidays because kids might miss that weekend so really to me i think kids only hear us hear might hear a song maybe six to eight times and that's it and so yeah so in that you you're the kids who are learning these songs they may not learn it the first time or the second time but maybe the third and fourth and maybe they start really singing it out five and six and seven times that they've heard it and so that's why i feel like for us we've created now these triggers and memories so not only This helps um, our congregation know these songs, but it also helps our bands become better at songs instead of trying to learn new songs all the time and get better at their craft. That's why the kids that you saw at SLC; Mm -hmm. those were the song. Most of those songs we had played over and over again uh, before we got to SLC.
0: Helps the level of excellence.
2: Yeah, because we want. Because sometimes, if in this weird way, if if music is bad, it's not really attracting at all, and so. So that's why we shoot for a really as best quality as possible and changing songs all the time doesn't help. So like, you know, like when when a popular band comes out with a new album, they're not playing a million different songs every concert. They're playing their album for that year, those 12, the 13 songs. So everyone remembers those songs for that year.
1: All right. So yeah, I think yeah. it's
2: the same when it comes to the church. A lot of people ask, well, what happens if it doesn't line up with the message? and i'm like well here's the thing if it's about jesus it's going to line up with yeah, okay. it yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah i feel like a i feel like a lot of bands uh like elevation or hillsong will come out with a new album and they'll be like oh i really like this song it's catchy it's popular it's trendy let's let's add that and if you do that every month then you're you're constantly probably you know having a convoluted message that you're sending yeah Kids can't catch catch a hold of songs and like really kind of own them personally.
2: Yeah. We want them to pray it out. We want them to really know it and it'll trigger hopefully in their mind in this moment that, oh, I remembered me singing that song when I was in ninth grade. And then that will let them remember the moments that they made for Christ. Because I mean, the reality is no one really remembers songs that match with the message. Right. Yeah. I mean, when I ask my students, I'm like, do you remember any messages from last year? They're like, maybe... But I mean, if I sing ten of, 10 of the songs we sang last year, you can sing all of them. That's why music right. is true.: hmm.
1: How do you pick those songs, Taffy? Are they all songs that you and your students have written? Or are they songs within the last five years that have come
2: out? Um, the, uh, it's kind of, sometimes we theme them and sometimes we just, um, we'll pick a hundred songs and then we'll just kind of narrow it down. One year mm-hmm. we picked, um, we wanted an emphasis on the name Jesus and so most of the songs were just it, we made sure the songs had the name Jesus in it. Um last year I think it was on love. Um and so a lot of the songs were just on God's love and how he loves mm-hmm. us. Um this year it's kind of more hey let's go out and tell the world about Christ and not be ashamed of it. And so um, that that's our theme for this year. I think the key in it is we don't have we don't have to worry so much about style as much as um I want to make sure the lyrics are understandable for any student to walk in and sing. Um, well, not even sing, but just understandable. Um, sure. Um, because the yeah, funny there's thing a is, a lot of
0: Christian songs that you wouldn't know what it means. Like you, you yeah. don't know what words mean.
2: Yeah, so I just want to make sure that we explain some of the songs if they are a little bit uh, wordy. But the funny thing is, some uh, in, a, in an adult in an adult world, people are like, it needs to be singable. But you know, with students students listen and learn the weirdest songs ever mm-hmm. and so in that i'm like we just go for it and so our our students learn the raps that we make and all kinds of different things and so that's awesome um,
0: and that works regardless of the size of your band too i mean yeah. you could have one dude on a guitar with a vocalist or you could have a full band either way that that philosophy still works
2: yeah and we, yeah and the whole we can talk about this part later but tracks is such a huge thing now sure. that is so helpful. Yeah. So that's how, that's our strategy for, we create, try and create those triggers and memories.
0: That's awesome. Um, how do you develop teams, uh, across multiple campuses? So, I mean, Saddleback's a multi-site church, uh, are you, I'm assuming you oversee the worship, uh, bands at all the campuses in yes. some way?
2: So they're all on the same strategy, um, okay. same 20 songs, um, mm. Uh, so, cause then we actually make tracks for everybody to share. And so it's exact same. So even, cause the idea also is if a student goes to another campus, it's, it's they still can jump good.
1: right in. Yeah, yeah. They can
2: jump right in. Cool moment where one of our, one of our teams went to the Philippines for a Saddleback campus. They played all the same songs we do and we're all tracked up the same way. They didn't have to rehearse. They just walked right on stage and played the same. Oh, that's
0: and awesome. That goes,
2: yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Oh, the no, campus is
0: yeah what does that look like cuz like you uh, are you, you do all your like auditions and tryouts and do you, you do all your rehearsals together or like some mm-hmm. campuses are bigger or smaller
2: yeah no everyone runs on their own so even our the campus that i'm at it runs on its own and so we encourage every campus to have an adult leader before they start a COS okay. cuz i want to encourage also that worship is not just music and so mm-hmm. we just encourage our student pastors okay. that that you don't have right. to have music um, cause if you keep saying now it's time for the worship, that's actually, that's wrong. I mean, you, I always try and even encourage our people to say, we're well, now we're going to worship through music, not just, right. it's not yeah. time for worship. Um, sure. but we encourage everyone to have an adult leader mm-hmm. and then create their COS team. Um, whether it, we always try and encourage, start with vocals because we have to have somebody lead, <laughs> yes. and, right, um, right, right. and then whatever band people come in, you know, you just start developing <laughs> them work as with well. It. Yeah. Um, that's awesome the greatest resource i think right now for student ministries is this thing called prime from loop community and um it's a free app and you but the the tracks you have to buy from them or you can buy, uh, make your own tracks and put it on there but it's kind of like old school for like some of our smaller campuses they may only have vocals but it's kind of old school um brent like for you and me when we used to just sing to a cd plug put it in and sing to a cd nope.
0: yeah
2: well with this new track system on prime you can just it's like a cd but if you have a bass player you can mute the bass player right on the spot right away and the bass player oh, can that's play really with, with yeah. the track or if you have a drummer they just play to the click and they play with it so but awesome. i highly yeah and not only that they can take if they have an iphone or ios they can practice to prime, um, and solo those parts on prime as well. Wow. Yeah. And so it helped, that's, has helped, that's helped the ears and, of our students, um, listen to the music and figure out what they need to learn.
1: That's awesome. Taffy, can you talk a little bit about your um, application and audition process? And then what standards are you holding students to? Like, do you have a code of conduct once they're yeah. on your team? Yeah.
2: um, ap- um, for, now here's the thing for Lake where I'm at, we only do an audition like once a year. Right. But my other campuses will do, which has been strategically well over the years. Before mm-hmm. we'll do one before the summer, one before the fall, because kids might have just moved into the area, and one before, uh, or one during, uh, sorry, one in January because also kids just moved in. Um, right. so those are the three, so we can keep developing, um, the bands. Um, application they just fill out a thing online um there's something else that you said what was the question again sorry
1: oh about like a code of conduct so once they oh, audition yes. they're on the team yeah. like what are the standards that students have to live up to Yo,
2: know, there's this thing that we make everybody go through it's about an hour and a half and 15 minutes long it's called crud <laughs> um it's an acronym <laughs> um because our church loves acronym I'm like well they did, yeah <laughs> so, crud stands for commitments requirements understandings and dress code <laughs> okay and we make everybody go through it before they ever walk on stage. So everyone is on the same page. Everything, like That's on the great. commitments part, it's, hey, have a relationship with Christ. Um, that is the first and foremost, the most important. But if you don't have a relationship with Christ yet, we want to walk with you in this journey. If for three, four months, let's have a conversation over that time and, and see if, if, you know, as long as they're living a standard that we ask of above reproach, we still want them to be. And right. if not, if it's not their thing, it's okay. But um, we get to tell them about Jesus um requirements could be anything you you have to be in a life group um i want you to own the church requirements is you can't go to another church in the sense of i don't want you playing here and i don't want you playing over there i want you to learn how to grow with the church the good times yeah. and the bad times and so you need to be part mm-hmm. of the life group um so life group here or life group there if that's your church then you go 100% over there if it's not be 100% over here but life groups to me is uh a uh, band can be for a season of time, but, um, small li- doing life with someone is for the rest of our lives. And so that's why we want you to right. be right. teaching have no- kids
1: to get into community is really strong. That's good.
2: Yeah. Um, also just some random requirements, you know, have no Fs. You have to have over 2.0. I don't want, um, COS to be an excuse on why you get yeah. bad grades. Um, just things like that. Um, Oh, one thing that is, uh, Make sure you come to services. Don't just come when you play on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Understandings is the difference between worshiping, being a worship leader, worship pastor. Um, Understanding also what downbeat means. Um, Students need to know these things. I think we assume that people know, but um, if we don't tell them, they'll run all over you. Mm -hmm. And something as simple as, hey, if our call time's at four o'clock, drummers, what time should you come? And some of them were like, four o'clock. I was like, no, because it takes you half an hour. No.
0: 3.30.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Come at 3.30. So you're ready to go at four o'clock because I'm going to respect your time. Everyone else is respecting your time. When we have those two hours, we will hit it hard. And when we're done at six o'clock, I'm done. We're done. I want you to go home. Do your homework. Spend time with your family. I'm not going to go overtime. You respect yeah, it takes
0: 20 minutes just to walk across your guys' parking lot. So. Yeah,
2: I know. I know. <laughs> and so – so, you know, they need to be explained everything in detail. That's part of them learning and growing. I don't think we should ever assume that they know. And I think that's a problem when, we, well, this person, well, this student's doing this. Well, did you ever explain to them? Well, no. Well, they don't know because right. they, they only know what they've seen in American Idol or what they might do at their school and take advantage of. Well, let's, let's let them know that this is a huge responsibility in leading people to Jesus and the kingdom and don't take it for granted.
0: You mentioned dress code how stringent are you
2: um pretty stringent um we actually went to what has helped our ministry is we create cos shirts every year um as a uniform Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's a t-shirt or they can wear a JHM shirt or hsm shirt um they have to wear it on stage uh because it helps for two reasons one it just helps with um just wearing appropriate things and two um also it helps with students who walk into our ministry for the first time. If they don't if they're too afraid to talk to an adult, maybe they might see a kid that's wearing a sealed right. shirt.
1: Yeah. Even if
2: nice. it's even if it's as simple as, hey, where's the bathroom? Oh, well, you know what? You're ministering that person in that moment. You know, that's what you're doing right now. Sure. So sure. um and then we're pretty stringent on, you know, uh wear wear long enough shorts and skirts, no leggings on stage. I always tell them, ladies, if you don't want me if you don't want to see me in leggings. We don't want you leggings either. All right, <laughs> tight. don't wear it. It's not good. So
0: that's awesome. That's great. Um, so oh, let's talk oh, about. Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was gonna say, just in case for everyone's listening, I mean, we put all our we put our what we call our COS twenty book online for everyone oh, just to have it for free. So it has the cool. CRUD form in there. Sometimes conference notes, things we recommend, the number system, um, that's all twenty cool. songs that we do for the year, and we also write twenty devotions for every song because we want the kids mm, not to
1: just awesome. music,
2: but own the song as well. And also when our leaders from our local campuses, they don't have to come up with like a devotion but just just go over the song with them and talk about it a little bit more. And so that's, that's cool. online on coms. It should be in like in free resource section or something. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll reference that in our show notes sure. too. Yeah, so people can can grab that. Um so let's go back to parents. Uh, you mentioned yeah. parents earlier. So what do you do when you're dealing with like that parent, the you know, the stage parent that's also tone deaf and they think, <laughs> you know, they think that their kid is, is is the stuff. Um how do you handle that? How do you handle them? Um give us give us your experience. Give us your oh. worst experience and then tell us how to handle it.
2: No names. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've had I've had moments. It, it's been heated a couple times, but it's just some parents. They they. It's hard. Some parents just think they're right, <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's not. It's and I'm so sorry, but you know what? Your your student is not ready for a microphone yet, and they're not only going to embarrass themselves, but everybody else. And so I'm sorry. And so I just stand my ground. It's happened enough now where I just say it as it is, and I'm 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 pretty good and pretty nice about it. Um, but I just will tell the honest truth because if not, those there's some parents who will just try and manipulate in every way possible to get their kids on stage. And I've had one parent who would talk to Kurt about it and I'm like, What are you talking about? I mean, we've we've gone through all these things. It's it's what everybody else is following. I don't know why they can't. It's because if their child is not the shining point and I'm like, well, whatever. <laughs> so you Juan just have to be honest. One, with
0: she's already positioning her kid to be on stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, when Taffy hires me at his church. <laughs>
2: um. Well, yeah. I mean, you just have to be honest, and sometimes stand your ground. I mean, there's there's yeah. nothing you can do about it if you're trying to do the if you know you're doing the best you can for the ministry as a whole. It's fine. It yeah. is perfect. Do
0: you in, do you involve parents in any way?
2: Yeah. um Parents will help when we take trips or, um, because our services are so long on the weekends, we'll have them, we call them like soccer moms. So they bring food for their bands because <laughs> we can't afford orange slices. slices.
1: <laughs> that's what I was going to say.
2: Yeah. So you want them to bring food, <laughs> but they're, they're yeah, always, like, good. If, there's a good, if there's a good handful of parents, if I ask of anything, they'll come in and help. But I really try and good. empower all the students as much as possible that anything from planning out with what they call planning center, Online, most churches use it. You know, I'll empower the kids to do that, put the tracks together, and so they get as much experience as possible with everything.
1: That's awesome. So, for those people who are listening and they're at the very beginning, they don't have any students on stage, what would you say would be like a good first step or some like words of wisdom to people at the very beginning of that journey of developing a student band?
2: Um, Pray, (laughs) Pray and and then um, have an audition. And just see if anybody comes out. If no one comes out, you might have to get creative in trying to get people to come out. I've had um, some friends do like a battle of the bands. And mm, yeah. um, this one battle of the bands in Florida, my friend took the second place team because it was crowd participation. The first, ba- the first place team was like this um, heavy metal band. And they're like, oh, that probably won't work. But the second band was just kind of just low key. And he totally just out. hey, will you guys come play on Wednesday nights? And uh, just be the band and I'll just give you like a handful of songs and just learn them. And like, sure. Those kids started to come to church and they were the band for a while. Um, You can have like an American Idol contest and see who can sing. And all of a sudden they're like, hey, you can sing. We come sing at church and sing every weekend and help and try this. Um, In that process, I also say would like to uh, think maybe when you start, don't feel like you have to have music every week. Right. Even if it's just once a month and maybe the kids all know, hey, every first week of every month, we're going to have somebody sing. So that way you can prep them. That way you can prepare them, whoever you might have who auditioned or whoever you've asked to come and play. Um, And so don't feel like you have to have music every week. I think that's where the problem is we feel like, oh, we've got to have this. We've got to have worship. No, the weekend is worship. So you're saying you just need to have music. And so if you need to have music, well, it 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 it's not it's not like a soccer team or it's not like a pick-up basketball team. Um all right, we're going to play basketball now. No, you have to work at it. Music is such a skill. Right. It's not an easy thing that some people think, "Oh, it just comes together." No, it doesn't just come together.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Give us um a little bit of insight from your wisdom and experience on handling kids like when they get into trouble like over the years, I've had adults come to me and say, Hey, you should see what this kid in your on your worship team is posting on their social media or this kid you know he's kind of uh, got a reputation at school or she's you know the party kid and but then on Sundays she's up on stage and, yeah. and some people are like, that's a problem so talk about that
2: Well the first thing is on our crud form, we mentioned you need to live above reproach. And so that will, and it says, if you are not living above reproach, you might ask you to step out for a period of time. Okay. So also on the CRUD form as a side note, we have them initial it and their parents initial it. So the parents are on the same page of everything that we mentioned to them. Awesome. Um, and so we mentioned to live above reproach. Uh, what was I thinking? What was the first question? What was the first thing? Oh, about social media. We've mentioned yes. that on social media. Hey, if if there's proof, I'll bring it to him. and go, hey, can you please explain this mm-hmm. to me? this, <laughs> Exemplify what we're doing and, and have a hard conversation. And if it's something that they want to continue, we're like, well, I can't have you sing on stage. I, I tell them I'm responsible for this stage and who I put up on there.
1: Right. And so, yeah.
2: Um, if this is how you're going to live, this is not what we want to represent and what we do. So I'm going to have to ask you to step down. And if you feel like you... If this, if you want to come back, then let's have a conversation. Right. Uh, can't we can't continue this? And so I just am pretty honest about everything. Mm-hmm. I don't beat around the bush because I don't think that helps students at all.
0: That's Are, really. Do good. you require all the kids to kind of profess Christ, or can would if someone that came in and said, "I don't necessarily believe like you, but I play the drums," and what do you do um, with that?
2: I let them play. I let them be in, um, okay. but they know they need to live above reproach, Okay. set um, okay. for. I won't let a student lead a song about Jesus if they don't know Jesus.
0: That makes sense. Um,
2: I'll let them sing backup. That's, or, or I'll let them sing. Sometimes we'll do openers. That's a secular song. They can right. sing those songs, but okay. not secular. <gasps> secular. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's awesome. I like that you lay out all the standards up front. That makes your job a little bit easier in enforcing it. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit of wisdom on starting student bands and everything that you're doing with a Cluster of Students. We'd like to wrap up our time with you by doing a little lightning round where we're going to shoot a few questions at you rapid fire style. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Go. All, All right. right. They're, go pretty,
0: they're pretty simple. Yeah,
1: they're not so bad.
0: Number one, what is your go-to Starbucks order?
2: Oh, I hate Starbucks.
1: Easy. Can you drink Starbucks. coffee?
2: Nope. Don't need it.
0: I eat rice. There you go. That's my first rice answer. We've yeah. had, we've had vente waters. Uh, we've had all kinds of things, but. Uh, all my so kids know nice. I
2: hate Starbucks. I don't like it. I don't like coffee. I don't like anything. We don't there like coffee go. either, so there you're you in go. good
1: company. All no. right. Um, number two, what binge worthy show are you watching on Netflix or Prime right now?
2: Oh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, watched I watched that with my wife. It's kind of our show that we just kind of, Chill out with and yeah, chill show.
0: Very funny, yeah, awesome. All right, number three, who is influencing you the most in ministry right now? So it could be an author, a pastor, a podcaster, or a personal accountability partner. Anybody,
2: um, in this weird way, I have this one student who just to brag on him a little bit, he his name is Wyatt Sutton, he has a YouTube page, and I just love his just um trueness of who he is. The cool thing about him, he's one of my drummers and he's highly autistic
1: hmm. and he can yeah. play the drums
2: yeah. and, but he's just honest about everything. And so I just love how it has reminded me, I guess, cause I've been reading about, have that childlike faith and he still has that childlike faith. And I'm like, I need to get back to that at times instead of being an adult <laughs> and worry about all these things.
1: Yeah, sure. That's awesome. awesome. Great Thanks answer. For Sharon. Okay. Last question, Taffy. What ministry advice would you give to your younger self?
2: I would have to say, oh, that's it's funny. I ask, those, I ask people that question too sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've never actually answered it myself. Uh, I, I would probably say, I, I, it's the one I always lean on, It's always build into leaders first. You can't ever do it by yourself. Always have people around you to do this with because if you do it by yourself, then it's going to flop.
0: No, that's good. That's That's real good.
2: It happened to me back home. I tried to do it by myself, but then when I came out here, I learned what it means to have a team.
0: Yeah, well, that's a whole other dynamic and you Mm -hmm. tend to grow the most when you're teaching other people. Awesome. Well, uh, before we let you go, tell everyone about how they can connect with you and Cluster of Students and anything else that you want to promote that's coming up uh, or social media or anything.
2: Oh, sure. We're on clusterofstudents.com, which is our main page. Um, There's free resources on there. Uh, We just came out with a new album on Spotify which we think is really hot. Um, and so, um, and then next year, hopefully uh, this year we do, what we do is our, our in-house conference um, for just our students this year. And then next year we'll do one for churches to come next year That's in 2020. Cool. We do it every other year. And so, um, cause we need we need to concentrate on our kids every other year just to kind of get them honed in a little bit more. And then next year we love everyone to come too. So I think those are the three things.
1: Awesome. Cool. Well, Taffy, that wraps up our time with you. Thanks so much for giving us a little bit of your time today.
0: Yeah, Yeah. awesome. We appreciate it so much. So Lauren, what do you think of this episode with Taffy?
1: Well, I love all our episodes, but I thought this one was just extra helpful. Um, Worship can be a little bit tricky in finding kids that are gifted, but then mobilizing them to lead. And Taffy has amazing resources that you can go and download right now so that you can make your worship ministry a little more holistic and more of a leadership development pipeline, which I think is really cool. Yeah,
0: and what a fun guy too. He was so great to talk to and and kind of get to meet. And we've got more great episodes in the works for season three. We also want to hear from you. Who would you want us to interview? Um, If you have someone in mind for a future guest, hit us up on our webpage or social media, and we promise we'll do everything we can to try to bring them on our show.
1: And what's that webpage, Brent? The webpage
0: is www.htdt.org. That's HTDT as in how they do that.
1: And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please give us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to keep more great episodes coming special
0: thanks to uh, everyone who helps put each and every episode together um, our, our podcast uh, production coordinator josh Lowry. our administrative assistant ali Batan, and a very special thanks to garrett atkinson of gda productions for providing all the music for the podcast until
1: next time this is lauren Jabel. and
0: brent squires answering the age-old question how'd they do that